Welcome to the Building an Unstoppable Organization podcast, where we help you solve internal issues related to leadership, teamwork, and culture so that your company's productivity and engagement can soar. I'm your host, Tom Clay, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mark Tuvel and Mike Schubert. Hi, guys. Hi, Tom. Mike, good to be with you, gentlemen. As always, it's a pleasure, Mark and Tom. It's great to be here again today. Mark, how would you define vision? Yeah, I I love the quote by Andy Stanley where he says, vision is a clear mental picture of what could be, but fueled by the conviction that it should be. So there's two elements, that picture of the future that's compelling, that's clear and exciting, but also a conviction behind it, a belief that this is something worth chasing after. It's meaningful. And so those two elements, I think, are key when we talk about vision. Great quote. From your experience, and and Mike, you as well, what do you guys observe in companies where the vision is good? I can jump in here. I think uh, right offhand, we know a lot of companies where uh, they have some slick visions, some things that are very compelling. And uh, so one of those things it does is it attracts people, it attracts talent. Um, But the other thing it should do, it should keep talent. It's something where if you're getting people in the door, but they're quickly going out the door, that means uh, your vision is not being lived out. Um, And so that's an area where you need to uh, look and say, okay, are we talking one thing, uh, but not behaving the same way? And so if people are coming in, but then they're staying in because they love the vision, they love the purpose. When I think about vision, it goes beyond a a financial target. It's usually something greater that you're trying to solve together. And it's that purpose that keeps people there, that keeps them motivated to work together and, and go through the hard times. Yeah, I would add that I think a number of companies have had a compelling vision, but now people are demanding, employees are demanding, team members are demanding a noble purpose, something that's meaningful. Nike, a bunch of years ago, their their purpose was to experience the emotion of competition, winning and crushing competitors. And I think for them, I'm assuming I wasn't in Nike, but I'm assuming that got them excited. They got them fired up. So there was that excitement about it, but it wasn't a noble thing necessarily. But now they've shifted. So now if you go on the website, you'll see that their purpose is to unite the world through sports to create a healthy planet active communities and an equal playing field for all so much more noble (laughs) and both of them are you know compelling um, but the second one has that that meaningful piece to it makes the world a better place how do you make sure that the this noble aspect is authentic and not just kind of pasted on there as something that we're supposed to have these days yeah, that's good. I, so I think some leaders, as they're developing this, can have the tendency to copy others. And you got to be careful that you don't do that. You can get ideas on how it should be phrased and pitched and that kind of thing from others. But it really needs to be true to who you are as a business. It needs to be to ring true. You want your team members saying, yeah, that's us. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, in many cases, it links to the founding of the organization, not always because organizations shift, but it could link to that founding and that initial reason behind it. Um, 
but it does, again, like I said, it needs to link to, to who you are as an organization and yeah, be exciting for everyone to, to jump onto. Yeah, I was just going to jump in and it's just another way to think about it. Um, a vision needs to be both aspirational and inspirational. And it gets into what he's talking about, both it's compelling, um, but it's also it has something deeper. It, it has a noble uh, purpose behind it, but it's something that you believe you can achieve. It, it is possible, but it's a very, very hard stretch. So it, it's definitely stretching you um, as you aspire to it. That, that's good. And that's getting into our next question here, Mike. So maybe I'll let you go a bit further on there. How should we go about defining our the vision for a company? Yeah, uh, you know, we love Jim Collins' work, and uh, he has something that he calls the vision framework. Uh, but when it when you think about the purpose, he likes to say it needs to be something that it's going to last for 100 years. So that really expands your thinking uh, as you think about your company's purpose. Is this something that could stay with the company for 100 years? years. If you can accomplish it in 5, 10, 20, even 30 years, it may be more a mission than a purpose. And uh, so that, again, helps you think about the noble purpose uh, that Mark was alluding to. You know, if it's something for 100 years, maybe you're seeking to, yeah, create an equal playing field or bring opportunity for those that are less fortunate or, you know, whatever it is, but it has to connect with who you are. I agree with Mark. Um, if there's this dissonance between who you are and what you say, it's going to do a lot more damage uh, than it's who you are, but it's also who you want to become at the same time. So it's coming from that root. Um, you know, you have a seed of an oak tree. It's still going to grow up to be an oak tree. It's not going to be a, a, uh, a palm tree, right? So who you are is that seed, but how grand is that oak tree going to become? That's, that's that vision, you know, that, that goes beyond uh, the, where you currently are. And when you say who you are, who is the you, would you say? Yeah, it, it, again, it depends on what stage you're, you're at, um, but if it's the founders, it's that core team as you're beginning to lay out um, your values, the culture, what you're all about. But as you go, it, it does shift. Um, sometimes your awareness increases, and so you have to be flexible to shift with that. Um, probably not every six months, but you know, minimally every five years, you need to be looking at your, your vision and say, is there anything that needs to be um, adjusted here? And definitely you want to include different stakeholders. So it shouldn't just be a one person defining, um, but it's something where you're getting feedback from all the different stakeholders um, because that's where you're going to get the check on, does this ring true? to who you are um, and does it inspire? Does it, does it, um, you know, motivate um, and do people say, yes, I want to get behind that. Um, so that's what, that's what we try to help uh, uh, both internally in our own companies and also with friends as we help them develop their visions. 
it's a high bar. <laughs> hundred years, aspirational, but achievable, makes people say, yeah, I want to do that. Also true to who we are. Really, really, really good, but it, it's sounding difficult <laughs> to do. Mark, uh, what, how would you answer that question on, on how should we go about defining the vision? Yeah, it, it is difficult, Tom, uh, not just defining it, but also establishing something that's so compelling and so meaningful. I think, like Mike said, getting stakeholders involved is key, but it's not a democracy in that you say everyone, hey, what do you think? There still needs, leadership still needs to drive that process and make sure that there, that what is being developed is real meaningful. And because often if you just ask everyone, you're going to get a whole bunch of different answers that kind of lead in different directions. So there needs to be some, some help and support in bringing it together, in clarifying it and making sure it's compelling and making sure that everyone's on board with it. So we have a process that we've led people through as well that helps them clarify that and helps them socialize it out, helps them build buy-in. And then, um, yeah, it, it is amazing when you have a strong vision, a clear purpose, clear idea of where you're going, who you are, just how much of a difference that makes as you are attracting people, as you're hiring people. And as, you know, as Mike said at the beginning, people will stay a long time. And that sense of pride, that sense of pride is, is so strong. With some of our, the people we work with, we use the ENPS survey or a survey to kind of test satisfaction. And one of the business that we lead, no doubt what consistently comes forward in those staff surveys is the noble purpose and that vision is really what attracts people to the team. So it is powerful. And how would you, we, Mike said something about this earlier, how, how would you differentiate between mission and vision? So I, I also love Jim Collins' vision framework. So that's the larger idea. Within it, he identifies four key aspects. One is the purpose. Why do you exist? The second is the culture. Who are you? Third is that big, hairy, audacious goal so, or the mission. And that's really what do you want to achieve or where do you want to go? So I would say within the vision framework, there's a purpose and there's a mission. And the purpose is the why, and that mission is where do you want to go or what, what do you want to achieve? And you mentioned earlier uh, that there's a framework you use to help people. Is this the one, is that the, is that the framework that you were talking about, these three aspects? Yes, yeah. Okay. Could you share a little more about uh, how you take people through that process? Yeah. So we've done it through a number of offsites with leaders and they do a bunch of pre-work in advance where they're thinking through this. So they come to those offsites really primed and ready. And then it's, it's a number of facilitated discussions where they're digging into those three key areas. You know, why do we exist? Who are we? And where do we want to go? And so usually you can do it in a couple of days where you really get some core ideas out there. Um, you're not done after two days because you do have to, to get that buy-in and make sure that it's, it fits. But you can get a lot done in those two days where you're getting those ideas out. So it's a lot of facilitated discussion, evaluation, brainstorming, and putting it together. 
And that what I'm hearing there is that this is not something that's done very quickly in a two hour meeting or something like that. It, it sounds like people need to get away, really do some soul searching and come together and figure out what they're all about. I've heard a few words that are bringing the concept of a story to mind because you said about that something needs to be compelling and worth doing. How, how do you guys see the elements of story fitting in with vision? Mike, why don't you start us on that? Well, yeah, Tom, in, in the vision framework that Jim Collins lays out, there's a section, uh, kind of the last thing you do is, it's called vivid description. And it's basically the story. Um, so what is the story that you're going to be sharing with everybody that talks about who you are? It talks about where you want to go. And it talks about how you think we're going to get there. Um, it connects with, you know, Simon Sinek, start with why, right? Um, so you want it, you want people to know why you exist. And, um, but you're also through story sharing some snippets of, of what you're going to create together. And that, that gets exciting, um, for a lot of people, but it, like, um, Mark said, it takes some time. And the nice thing is if you take time to create that story or that vivid description together, your leaders and your managers and your supervisors begin to speak that story and they begin to emphasize that story as they see team members, um, maybe living out those values. And when you make those connections, you say, see, this is exactly what we're talking about. You know, so for, for us, one of our companies, um, we want to talk about having a generational impact. And so as that is dialogued and discussed and shared in our company, when we see people doing things that are helping move our vision along, not just to the, the first generation, but to the next generation. You know, we had one of our managers want to bring his son out for a while just to develop him and to allow him to see what he's doing. That's a, a concept of that generational impact, right, that we want to see. How do we pass that along? Um, and so that's, that's something we want to applaud and encourage and, and continue to speak about in our, in our team. Yeah, I, I would add stories bring it, bring it to life, as Mike talked about. They're, they're what bring, makes it more compelling. Um, Walt Disney, their purpose has been to make people happy. Great purpose, simple purpose, very inspiring. But it's those stories of happiness that really bring it to life. And as they highlight them, as they, you know, tell their staff about them. And so... It's that envisioned future and giving story to that. But as Mike said, when you see it in the day-to-day -day life, you highlight it, you can affirm it, and it brings it to life. And stories, they connect with feeling as well, which is important for buy-in. And, and that emotional side is important um, when you're trying to make it compelling. It's got to be real. It's got to be rational. It's got to be logical as well. But the stories is what bring it to life, I think. How can we keep vision from just, uh, in a lot of companies, it ends up just being words on a wall or something that people saw when they were onboarded. Uh, how do you keep it alive? And, and I'm hearing 
a lot of answers to that in the things that you guys are saying. It sounds like the leaders need to be the ones who are, emphasize it through highlighting stories that they see happening that support the vision. But maybe, yeah, more, uh, how should leaders think about keeping a vision alive and a relevant part of people's day-to-day work? Mark, what do you think? I think over-communication of it is, is important. I say over-communication because we tend to under-communicate. And we think, oh, I've said it before. So they know it. They get it. But we just got to repeat it over and over and let people know it's meaningful. So those key meetings keep finding different ways to, to communicate it, to bring it back to them. And just because you said it earlier in the year doesn't mean you shouldn't say it again. In fact, you should say it over and over again. That would be the first thing that comes to mind. Secondly, embedding it into our systems and processes, it seems like a much more of a rational approach, but I think it's important. So job descriptions should incorporate aspects of this compelling story and the culture of who you are and that vision as it describes what people are signing up for and what their job responsibilities are. So the different processes in place, the documents that are mundane, those should be brought to life with this vision as you craft them, as you write them. So those are two things that come to mind. If I can jump in, Tom and Mark, uh, last week I was uh, sharing about this topic with about 40 of our leaders and we were doing a virtual call and I was talking about the importance of setting the direction. And there's two main things that you got to do when you set the direction. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, but you want to start with why. You know, again, Simon Sinek has a whole book on it, but you start with why. What's, what's the purpose of whatever I'm, I'm telling you? Um, but how does it connect to the big picture? That's the other component. So start with the why, the purpose, but how does it connect with who we are, with what we're trying to accomplish? And when you do that, um, it's easy to bring in this entire, uh, you know, idea of vision. And one of, one of the um, participants, one of the team members at the end of the call was asking so how often should I be setting the direction or talking um, like this? And I and that I thought that was a great question. But I said, you know, minimally, I think you need to be doing it daily. Like in your daily meeting with your team, you need to be setting the direction and be very intentional. But throughout the day, you also need to be looking for ways to connect what your individual team members are doing and connect it with our culture, connect it with our vision, because that's how it's going to go, be embedded deeper into their lives. And so, you know, again, how often? Daily, but also every opportunity you can do it one-on-one. You're, you're speaking about the vision. That's super practical and super helpful to see how much it needs to be overemphasized. Uh, my guess is there's going to be some leaders listening to this who are thinking, okay, uh, you know, maybe I could do the two day offsite. And, you know, if it's really important to define this thing really well. And, uh, but now you're talking about something I got to do every day, maybe multiple times a day. Uh, You got to really make a a business case for me of why this is so important. How how is this going to impact my, my business, my profit, my bottom line, 
uh, to really have this whole vision thing nailed down. How would you respond to someone who's having that kind of thought right now? I would say that this is not necessarily a bunch of additional work. It should be embedded in the work that you are. Some of it should be embedded in the work that you are doing. So as you're talking with your team and, and what you're going to accomplish the day, if you do a daily check-in or something like that, then you infuse vision into that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's probably some preparation, some thinking you need to do around that, but it becomes natural after a while. It becomes a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is embedding it into your day-to-day and not a bunch of additional work. It's more just changing how you lead and how you think. But as far as impact, I mean, you look at all the great companies um, who are performing exceptionally well, they have a strong stated vision and they're they're seeking after it, at least the, the sustainable ones. I think without that, you can push for short-term success, but it's the enduring organizations that have it. So from a reaching your business goals. If you don't know where you're going, you're not going to reach them. I think that's key. But also just if you want to raise up some engaged and high-performing teams and individuals in your organization, this is just so key. Without it, you're not going to attract people. You're not going to keep them. And so I think it's key to everything that we're, we're doing. Yeah, that's huge. I remember we did another podcast around employee engagement. We talked about switching from extrinsic or not only doing extrinsic motivators, but intrinsic ones. And I think this ties in really strongly to one of those intrinsic motivators for people to be also emotionally engaged and bought in uh, to what their company is doing and how their job matters. Thanks for that, Mark. That's, that's very helpful. So 100 years in the future, what can the future be? Are we fueled by the conviction to make that happen? A good vision attracts people, it keeps people. Start with the why and show how it connects to the bigger picture. Thank you again for listening to the Building an Unstoppable Organization podcast where we help you solve internal issues related to leadership, teamwork, and culture so that your company's productivity and engagement can soar.